a lot of what's going on in the accounting environment isn't actually that new. I mean, it's really just efficiency gains. You are listening to Australia's tax news podcast, Tax Talks, the podcast for Australian tax professionals. Welcome to episode 164 of Tax Talks. This is Heide Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. What is business intelligence as in BI and how is it different to business analytics and enterprise resource planning, ERP? This is the question I asked Cameron Lynch of Itani in Adelaide. Business intelligence is shorthand for BI, which is what you'll hear. And it's it's a technology used for data analytics analysis. So think delivery of reports and dashboards to your clients. But the powerful thing about BI is, is like the granularity of the data. So historically, if you're looking in zero, for example, you look at total sales or gross margin percentage. But what is the breakdown of that? gross margin, like what products contributed to that margin, the top five or the bottom five or, or by state or suburb or by salesperson, that's where BI really comes into its own because you can drill right down and get the fine detail of what that data is and what, what what's the makeup of that data. So BI is basically analytics. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a technology used for data analytics analysis. So BI is more the technology you use for data analytics. Yes. Enterprise resource planning, I mean, ERP really has been associated with BI simply because ERP is what bigger business use. And so bigger business are involved in BI a lot more than the SME sector. ERP is not really that relevant to accounting firms who have a smaller SME client base, but essentially ERP is just putting all of your systems into one place. So it's your accounting software and your quotes and your leads and your inventory management systems and and, and things like that are all bunched together as opposed to you think like Xero or QuickBooks or Myob. I mean, that's just the accounting software, but then you have these add-ons for inventory management and quotes and operational things, if, you, if, if that makes sense. That is exactly my pain point. When you start with Xero and then you add all these apps and they officially all integrate but they don't really. When you take somebody's phone number, you're constantly re-entering those details that you think should just pull through. But for some reason, maybe it's my incompetence. For some reason, they don't pull through. And my suspicion is that it's not just incompetence on my part, but it's also that the integration is more on paper and doesn't really go that far. So I think something like ERP would be perfect for um, practitioners and small businesses where all the apps are coming together. It's unaffordable, Heidi. ERPs are unaffordable for small business. I mean, some of the main ones that are ERPs are Microsoft Dynamics and NetSuite is another one owned by Oracle. I mean, you're you're talking really, really high-level expenditure to set it up and have it working as opposed to the zero ecosystem. I, I agree it's not working perfectly, but keep in mind that this is only the beginning. I mean, the move to the cloud, I mean, I just saw a stat we've moved from maybe in Australia, 12% of SME are on the cloud. Now we're up to around about 40%, somewhere around that number. So, I mean, how can you have technology and like these type of platforms talking with each other when we're only just migrating people to the cloud as it is? So I think that that 
talking is improving by the day and it's a great way moving forward. It's just it's just refining and getting the talking better. NetSuite Dynamics and Oracle, they are all ERP and they're really more designed at larger companies. Corporate, big, bigger businesses, correct. I see. Okay. But is it possible that they try to get more into the SME market? Because I remember having received an email from Oracle talking about ERP for SMEs. Yeah, I, I think that they, of course, they're looking for new business. But I mean, really what squashed that is the cloud movement with like Zero's, Zero's decision to open source their marketplace the way they've done. It's really closed that door for medium-sized business to even, I mean, what medium-sized businesses are doing now is they're looking at software like if they're an inventory management system, they'll go and grab Deer, Deer, which is a, an add-on inventory management system, which is much more affordable for the medium business. And it taps into the back of zero. And it's almost like a mini ERP in itself when you get them talking with each other. So the ERP movement is definitely probably above the medium-sized business. Maybe we're talking 50 million plus revenue type environment. Good. But so we understand. So ERP is not where we will go down. But BI is still within the reach of SMEs. Yeah, that's where Atani has come in is we are opening the door to business intelligence uh, or self-service business intelligence to the SME sector. I mean, that that's where the technology now has caught up that allows us to make this type of information available to the SME when historically it wasn't available. I mean, historically, we're talking big business using BI, like Coca-Cola has professional data scientists and they're looking at customer personas, you know, and behavioral traits, that type of stuff, which is just so far beyond the SME sector. And now what we're talking about is using that technology, but not customer personas, more detailed transactions, going deeper into the data and getting an understanding. I think that example that I used at the start on like profit margins, what's the breakdown of the profit margin is really an interesting thing to look at. So Itani is like an app that bolts onto Xero or QuickBooks. We, we don't actually bolt on to them where we're talking to them. We bolt on to Microsoft Power BI as an analytics tool to deliver advisory services to, to your client base. And so Zero, QuickBooks and Mile are three of the many data sources that you can bring into Power BI. That was actually what I wanted to ask you more about. And that is this Microsoft Power BI. I've heard it a number of times. What is it and what can it do? So Microsoft Power BI is it's it's what it's, it's known as self-service business intelligence. So it, it's an interface interface that allows the business analyst to access this information. I mean, as I was mentioning earlier, like previously it was the professional data scientist, but now that business analyst, which I put in as the accountant as well, the accountant is a business analyst. So we're getting access to technology now like Microsoft Power BI. So what is Microsoft Power BI? It's a program like Excel or Word. Um, it's, it's a visualization interface like where you can design like reports for your clients to see. So it's not a website where you simply change the date from July to August. You can manipulate everything in it, like from the calculation to the color scheme of your graph to everything is manipulated. You can manipulate. And so Microsoft Power BI is reports and a dashboard, correct? You can create reports and dashboards. That's correct. So in a way, it would be a mini ERP, wouldn't it? Or not? No, it's a reporting tool and a reporting analytics tool. So you can... What are the two advantages 
to using a software like Microsoft Power BI for advisory analytics in an accounting firm is twofold. One is this custom nature. That's really important to identify the custom nature of it. Being able to move the goalposts on what you're trying to build. So if you had a template that was like a, a customer template that was in place, but you can rip it apart and, and change things to suit what you want. So maybe you want to add in customer sales last year or maybe you want to do customer sales last month, you can change it all around. So that custom flexibility is really powerful to design reports that you want to design. And then the second part of it is that it is actually built to handle data sources from everywhere. So it might be the solution to the problem that a lot of the apps that officially integrate with each other don't talk to each other. Power BI might be the solution. So for example, you would have your single source of truth with respect to personal data, email addresses, etc. in Power BI, and then just feed it to all the different apps. So basically use it almost like a CIM. It's more on a reporting side than anything. I mean, it can be your hub for data where you blend data. So you put data together. So an example would be that you use zero, okay, uh, and you're a business that sells, I, I don't know, products online. But inside zero, you don't actually have a breakdown of what those products are. Then you can reach out and get the, then you can reach out and get the operational system that makes those sales and, and put them in, in together. And then you can blend data and create reports and dashboards that are meaningful. I just wanted to add then as well. So Microsoft Power BI in the BI tools is ranked by Gartner. It's the absolute best in the world. So it's the very, very top. It's actually bridging a gap between its competitor, Tableau. Tableau's just recently been taken out by Salesforce. So these are big, big, big businesses. And Microsoft Power BI is, the, is, is ranked number one. So that's why I'm very passionate about having uh, the accountant have access to it because it's very familiar to them as well, given that it's it's coming from an Excel background. There's a lot of symmetry between Excel and Power BI. So it's it's not such a steep learning curve for the accountant. Is Itani kind of the implementer of Power BI or does Itani run on Power BI? So Power BI is enormously powerful, but it's not turnkey where it's just set up for you to just, you know, click and point and shoot away you go. It's raw, if that makes sense. So a tiny wraps around it and handles a lot of the things that you need to get it up and running. So for example, is the data integrations. So how do you get zero data into Power BI? Or how do you get QuickBooks? Or how do you get any number of data sources? Maybe that's weather from the Bureau of Meteorology, or maybe that's, I mean, there's just countless data sources out there. What about a budget that you've put together on Excel? How do you get that in there? There's so many different data sources that we help with those integrations to put them in the system for you. So we help with data integrations. We help with training on how to use it. We have Power BI templates to give you a starting ground. It's, it's all about the infrastructure around it to help get you going in an accounting firm. You assist in implementing Power BI. Correct. How do accountants work out how to read the data, what to do with it? Yeah, good question. It's, it's one thing to have the tools and technology to create this type of information, but then it's another to know like what, to what, is, what, what is going to be useful for the client and what to do with it. So, I mean, I, I guess that's 
comes down to, you know, practice and, and talking to your clients and, and finding out what they are after. This morning, I was talking to a firm about a hospitality client of theirs. So this client is a cafe um, and, and they use Counter, which is a POS system. And I don't know a lot about hospitality. I haven't had a lot of background with dealing with hospitality businesses. So I just started probing. I just said, you know, what are they concerned about? What controls profit for their business? Is it the food and drinks margins or is it the sales to wages ratio, which is what eventually came out in the wash was this is their concern is that they were not able to, the wages were cost, you know, they didn't have enough foot traffic to account for the wages. So, so we brought in um, deputy, which is a timesheet room that they use. So we map daily sales in counter to wages across the day from deputy. So what, so what does that tell you that Jenny, who is one of your staff behind the counter, I mean, she can go home at 1 PM. She, she doesn't need to stay until 3 p.m. So, so that's the type of analysis that you can get out of it. And we came to that conclusion by talking to the client and finding out what, what's hurting their business and, or, or what type of reporting they'd like to know to help make better decisions. Are there common KPIs, key performance indicators, across all industry or does it really depend on the business and the industry? In the SME sector, I would say that there is a, a few common like KPIs and reports that are very standard. Pro probably the most popular one is on a management reporting basis is budget v actual and like a variance analysis. So that's very popular in accounting firms is, is here's a monthly, so the month has just passed by, here's your performance for the month in comparison to the budget and the variance. So, so did you perform or didn't you perform? That, that's a very popular management report that you'll see. Debtor days, wages as a percentage of total sales. There's quite a few sort of common standard KPIs in the SME sector that you can use. And do you think the need for business in analytics grows with size? Yes, which is why the SME have missed out historically because corporate have an unfair advantage that they have an appetite to pay for these services. So in my opinion, scale is the answer in getting this type of analytics in the hands of SME. A good example is Simpro. I'm not sure if you've heard of Simpro. It's an operational management system for tradies, so like plumbers and electricians use it for, I don't know, they, they, they can put their timesheets in and they do quotes and jobs and things in it. So If you have a plumbing business in your accounting firm as a client, they are a small business. So you can't simply spend $10,000 building out a report for them. That's a very difficult sell for a small business to swallow, um, particularly if they don't quite understand what they're getting. Um, that, that's a difficult sell. But if you have 10 tradie businesses, in your like your accounting firm has 10 trade businesses, whether that's plumbing or electricians, then you can scale that custom work across all of them. And then all of a sudden, it's affordable to the client and profitable for your firm. So with that Simpro one, like an example is quotes, quotes to actual. So how much is a plumbing business quoting and how much are they invoicing? And how are they performing to quote? I mean, that is a scalable KPI that all businesses in that industry would be interested in tracking. That would also be relevant to accountants, it's said, to see what the conversion rate is, how many potential clients come through the door, but then don't convert or do convert. Yeah, because we work directly with accounting firms, I mean, the first thing they do is put their own accounting firm information into the system, whether that's Workflow Max or whatever it might be. They put that in there to trial it because 
what do we know best is our own business. So they will start doing analysis, um, productivity hours, um, budget v actual, um, performance based on their on their staff. All those KPIs that they've previously done, you can do inside Power BI. A lot of what's going on in the accounting environment isn't actually that new. I mean, it's really just efficiency gains, like doing your bank reconciliation with bank feeds in zero. Well, I mean, we've been doing bank recs manually for forever. Uh, so it's actually just the movement to the cloud that's created these efficiency gains and, and removed some of the errors that were coming out of it. is like an adapter between zero and power bi not so much zero it's in any data source um zero is one oh, of yeah, the yes, more, yes, yes, one, yeah one of the more popular ones but i mean essentially it's it's an infrastructure to allow use of of power bi so so we help you with data integrations we help you with training we help you with templates for a starting ground we have a infrastructure that allows you to use the system do you have competitors who do something similar i guess at, a, at an analytics perspective i mean power bi is, is in the sme sector is in competition with spotlight futurely fathom these analytic tools that are add-ons to Float. zero Float is yeah, the cash flow management, short-term cash flow management. Yeah, so this, those type of platforms are, are in competition with Power BI in the SME sector. Accountants are busier than ever with compliance right now. I mean, they, they want to work with analytics they want to work with business advisory, not not because they have to, because they want to, that they see an opportunity to help their client base further. I mean, and that's what this is. I mean, they, they lodge their tax returns and sets of financials help them. If they have bookkeeping, they help them with their BAS lodgements. I mean, they help them in those type of areas. They also want to help them with advisory. I mean, they want to help them grow their business. That's also becoming like a part of an accounting service. But finding the time to allocate towards advisory when you are snowed under by compliance is also a challenge for accounting firms is, is allocating and strategically allocating time to it, to that direction. Because it doesn't happen overnight. You don't simply say, okay, we're going to start having advisory in FM. Like you, you need to think about how you're going to deliver that service. You need to work out if your client base is appropriate for that service. You need to have in-house people who know how to. Exactly. You need the expertise. Yeah. And the expertise is not that easy to get. Yeah. Coming back to this pain point I have in that all the different apps around Zero officially integrate with Zero, but in my view, they don't really talk to each other. If you wanted to increase this integration, so basically make sure that you only ever enter the details once and it then goes into zero, it goes into the tax app, it goes into now Infinity or whatever you use for corporate affairs, it goes into any other app you use. How would you go about to kind of put all this more closer together? The answer is a business called Zapier. They're called Zaps. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but Zaps are, are, are ways to make different platforms talk 
with each other and they're becoming pretty well used in accounting firms in particular, but businesses in general. I mean, um, you'll see social media break down if, if Zapier goes down, everyone's saying, oh, my Zaps are down. So Zapier allows you to to talk between businesses, between programs. Zapier, Z-A-P-E-R. Accounting firms, I believe they use that, they use Zapier to talk with Now Infinity, I think you just mentioned, and, and or maybe Practice Ignition, I think, talks with Xero. Like, there's, there's lots of different Zaps that people are using Where do we go from here in the accounting, tax and business advice industry? Efficiency gains is, is basically what, what has been happening over the past, at least the past five years with the movement to the cloud. I mean, that has just been like enormous, the, the speed of efficiency gains now across lots of areas of the game. So if, if you think like on the bookkeeping side, like businesses like HubDoc and Receipt Bank, I'm not sure if you are aware of them, but... Yes, Receipt Bank I am. Yeah, in, increases in automation. So, and the zero, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the bank feeds and that come through these softwares now, the speed now to get re reconciliations is so much quicker than ever before. And so we're looking ahead as to, okay, now that we've got a lot of these automations happening, now we can concentrate more on the advisory side, now that we've got clean live data, I mean, now we can think, okay, well, what are we going to do with this clean live data? It's great that it's the process has been sped up and we're able to deliver this service quicker, but what are we going to do with it now? And that's where the advisory movement is coming in the SME sector. Welcome back. I like Cameron's comment that all this technology is nothing really new as such. It just allows us to do what we do in a more efficient way and then to have space for more. Over the next two episodes, episode 165 and 166, Andrew Henshaw of Velocity Legal in Sydney will talk about claiming the small business CGT concessions for businesses that look anything but small and walk us through six case studies that hopefully make it easier to grasp the issues around the concessions. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to Class for their support. Bye for now and see you in the next episode. Bye.